The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Good afternoon or morning or evening or whenever you're listening to this middle of the night. It's afternoon here in Indiana on April 25th, which is a really important day. Do you know why, Karen? I, I do not know. Why? What is today? Because have you ever seen the movie Miss Congeniality? Yes. And do you remember the scene where they're doing the pageant? It's it's a like a Miss America pageant kind of thing. Maybe. And they uh, William Shatner is the MC, and so he's asking the questions. You know, they always ask really deep questions of the pageant contestants. Yes. And they ask Miss Rhode Island to describe her perfect date. And she says, wow, that's really difficult. And she thinks about it for a second, and then she goes, I'd have to say April 25th. <laughs> because because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Is that the date that <laughs> she is. said? It is. <laughs> Thanks to Facebook, that reminds yeah. me every year because I forget and I always try to like post about it every year because I well, just think that's hysterical. Miss Rhode Island, aka whoever played. I, I, I don't remember. She was yeah. some chick. It wasn't the Sarah Bullock. It's like chick. eighty something degrees with a shit ton of humidity here in Indiana. It's <laughs> How really hot. Is hot. It, Karen? it is really hot in here. <laughs> In Indiana. No, it was just like, it was like 60 or 50 degrees over the weekend. And now we're up to, remember my, my air conditioner has been broken. I know, but I have a light jacket on. So Mr. Rhode Island was correct. So happy April 25th. If you are listening at some point in the future. Uh, in your hot tub time machine, then, uh, which is another great movie I watched this weekend because <laughs> it was a stellar, intelligent weekend. I just came from a closing and they were having this really in-depth discussion about the Napoleonic Wars. And I was just sitting there like, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Did you say, you know what? They were all sitting in a hot tub one day. Right, there you go. <laughs> no, and I was like, I think I'm going to bring something up about the Kardashians because I just need to balance out the room a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so anyways, uh, my name is Deb Tomorrow. I didn't even introduce myself. I just launched right into my April 25th thing because I was so excited that the show is actually on April 25th this year. Uh, and I am your host of Real Real Estate Today. You can always find us on my website, which is realrealestatetoday.com or on Facebook. And Rachel, our associate producer extraordinaire, who we don't allow on air because she curses like a sailor. Although Karen did say shit ton earlier. So Karen, walking a fine line there, my friend. I, I no, I don't typically do that on, on your show. <laughs> God, we're out of control today. Um, so anyways, Rachel's going to be posting things on Facebook, and there's some good stuff we're putting out there today for sure. Uh, and the other voice you hear is Miss Karen Rastel, who's the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. 
Hi. I'm going to walk around. Hello. Thank you. I'm going to walk around saying that when I introduce myself to people. Best Emily in the state of Indiana? I think so. I'm going to get you a name tag. Maybe a t-shirt. T-shirt. Or sun visor? Yeah. Yeah, sun visor. And I can get one that says... Up tomorrow. I'm a pretty, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Because that's have Karen a says that to me all the time. I have a button that lights up for go. that. All right. Well, let's talk about some real estate stuff. So last week, I suppose I should probably go back and say last week, we had some funky uh, mechanical technological, that something that made me feel like I was 112 years old and had never touched a computer in my life because we couldn't figure it out until about 20 minutes into when the show had started. So we did a repeat. Um, but we still don't technically know what happened. We don't know. My microphone just stopped working, but it eventually it's obviously working now. So we're back on. Um, but this was if you were, had been watching the promos for last week's show and then were confused. Um, this is this is last week's show. So we got in our hot tub time machine and went back a week. <laughs> A nice way to make it full with our, circle. With our Chernobyl. And if you have not watched Hot Tub Time Machine, please do, because it's it's a good movie. All right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about before we get into our topic, um, which should be good with the mood that we're in, because our main topic is going to be about how do you decide on a house. And really, we're talking about indecision. And we talked a little bit about this when we were supposed to be doing the show last week, that the ladies and I were regrouping, and, and I was explaining some of this. So hopefully, um, Karen's learned a little bit about decision-making. Oh, yes. Took some my, of what we learned. Yes, I've been okay. telling uh, you and Rachel all week that my, my inner Rachel and Deb has come out, and I've been making decisions <laughs> left and right, right and not thinking about the consequences um, and not, making them. Okay, not thinking about the yeah. consequences. I'm not sure that's what I recommend. But, you know, okay. So anyways, we're going to get to to that. Um, But I had a resource that I wanted to share. um, And it was actually on Facebook a couple, maybe a week and a half ago. So last week it would have been timely. This week it's a little bit late. But there's a a radio program that I listen to a lot on our local radio in the car radio, that kind of radio, not the Internet Voice America radio. Um, And it's At Home with Gary Sullivan. And I'm like a fangirl. Like, you know how you feel about Justin Timberlake? Yes. I kind of feel about Gary Sullivan. Maybe not quite. But, I was going like, to say, I need to see this Gary yeah, Sullivan. No, I mean, you know, I'm sure he's a nice man. But, like, whenever he, like... Uh, like likes one of my likes on Facebook or whatever it is, you know, I get super excited. Oh, like, I would oh totally Gary Sullivan get... knows I'm alive, you know. Anyways, um, he did a walk around his house and it was, there's two videos, uh, a two part Facebook live video that you can go back and take a look at. And I thought it was just a really good use of 20 minutes for a smart homeowner to walk around a house and know what you should be looking for. Um, we're going through a period of time in our market. Uh, April is a scary time to sell homes because usually you have lots of wet crawl spaces and things like that. But, you know, we're going through a time where um, people are paying top dollar for homes. And it seems as though buyers are being a little extra particular about the condition because they feel like they are paying top dollar. Um, and so doing this walk around would be a great step if you're a seller or thinking about selling or you're just a homeowner um, to, to kind of follow his video and walking around because he's looking at things like um, look at the gutters one of the um, you know obviously you need to clean your gutters um, but then also one of the things is those nails pull out yeah and yeah yeah and as the gutters then start to sag away from the house when those nails pull out then water can get behind it and that's just a recipe for rot as um, as we learned he's he always says Gary Sullivan always says water is the number one enemy of home yes that is absolutely true 
And where is the water? It's outside. And where do you want it to keep from going? Inside. And so you have to look at your barrier, which is the outside of your home, right? Makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, so I want everyone to go home and do that. Go look at your gutters. Look for the nails that are pulling out. Um, he talked about, and I, I actually used this the other day. I learned this from the video and I use this. Uh, peeling paint is typically a sign of some moisture. And uh, I was looking at a house, showing a house. And I was like, well, there's obviously some moisture here on the back door because <laughs> the paint's peeling. That's true, but Gary Sullivan makes me think it's true. Um, and then, and so he was talking about caulk and the different areas you want to caulk. Um, the seal at the bottom of the garage door is something you want to take a look at because that can get water into the house or critters into the house, which we want to avoid critters in the house too. Um, openings around the gutters, violent vine uh, windows where the windows meet the vi- um, the vinyl of the windows, if they're vinyl or whatever, where they meet like the brick or the exterior of the okay. home. There are gaps there. And water can get in those gaps. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you have your house for sale and the buyer says there's water penetrating, getting behind the uh, windows, I need a contractor to come out and caulk those windows. You're paying a contractor to come out and caulk those windows. There's a good chance you can, you're can you capable of caulking them yourself. So my question would have been to that person, how do you know that there's water penetrating behind those? Like- it's probably peeling paint. Or, you know... Well, here's what's interesting. Is there, like, condensation inside those... You know how, like, you have the those windows... I don't want to call them double pane, but they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's something different when the seal breaks and the windows yeah. make it cloudy. Yeah. Okay. No, what a home inspector does is they have moisture readers that they hold up against the drywall. And it can measure the moisture levels in the walls of your house. And they're supposed to be at a certain level. And if they're elevated, then that indicates that there's water penetration going on somewhere. I feel like I should just have someone come out and do a home inspection. It's, wow, what a brilliant idea. I mean, we're not planning on selling the home or anything like that. But this is our 12th year in the house. Mm -hmm. It was new when we purchased it. Mm -hmm. But like the AC is going out. I mean, there's all these different things. And, you know, I'm kind of... I won't lie. I'm scared. I don't yeah. want to know. What and my the mom's the same way. She's say. like, she's like, kind of that. What I don't know is scaring me. Well, you know, yeah. I think home homeowners should have a home inspection every few years. It's every four or five years. It's well because then it kind of helps you prioritize your to do list for the next four or five years. And if something comes up and all of a sudden you decide to sell, you're, you know, completely prepared. Now I have to say because I went through this this morning with a seller who is not at all happy with the. Um, buyer's response to inspections and what the buyer asked for Um, and she had had a pre-listing inspection and so that's part of the reason why she was kind of like well you know I had a pre-listing inspection I thought everything was in good shape right you know home inspectors aren't perfect and they all kind of look at things a little bit differently so here's proof positive you're gonna have two home inspections and can get slightly different results but I mean certainly if there's a massive roof leak or you know mold in the crawl space or something like that both home inspectors are probably gonna find that um uh, and he was going around look, you know, looking at cracks in the foundation and loose hose bibs, um, checking your AC units. This is a huge one. I know you said your AC is getting ready to go out. But pulling all the vegetation off of your AC unit, brushing it clean so that when if you have grass, mm-hmm. a lot of people, you just mow the grass, especially here in the spring and the grass is wet all the time and we mow it and it flies up against that outside condensing unit mm-hmm. and gets stuck against it, then that um, impedes the airflow. And that can be damaging to your AC unit. So you want to look at, at all that too. Um, but basically, my my my, 
you know, you want to protect that home. You want to keep the water out. Um, and if you're selling your home, you want to get ahead of the response and get ahead of the buyer. So anyways, we're going to put these videos up and hopefully Gary Sullivan will notice that I put the videos up. I'm sure he uh, will. He, and he, will <laughs> he may even comment. I'm going to challenge him to comment yeah, on, there you go. on your video. He, um, and this, the videos were actually sponsored by my very favorite pro- product, uh, Wet and Forget. Uris has been running around singing the praises of wet and forget because he sprayed down some sidewalks and at our house and he was like, oh my gosh. And now he's been telling, you know, uh, some of his customers about like, I need to go do power washing. He's like, no, you just need to get this wet and forget stuff. It's amazing. Uh, So that you just spray it on and it, it takes care of all the mildew and mold on the side of your houses on the outside. So it's really a cool product. So anyways, um, I have one more quick note, uh, before we end this segment, and that is that it is gorgeous out here this time of year with the green, green grass and the flowers and everything in bloom. So this is the time of year that Karen's got it. She's making the little the like picture taking. This is when I tell all my clients, go or anybody I know, go take exterior pictures of your house. Um, as soon as you've mowed the lawn and everything looks pristine and bright and green, you never know when you're going to need to sell. And uh, if you have to sell in February and you've got pretty green pictures against everyone else's ugly brown pictures, that certainly is a nice selling point. So uh, think about that in the next few weeks before the end of May. All right, we are going to take a break and come back and talk about how do you decide, how do you know when the house is the right house to make a decision. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You 
are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow, and we are going to talk today about how do you decide that this is the right home for you. It's funny that I've never done a show on this because I do talk about it like when I do my home buyer seminar. Right. Um, but what happened was a few weeks ago, I got a call from some people at, or a gentleman at Shine Insurance Agency, which is a local insurance agency. And he has this really cool new home buying guide that he puts together on the website. And um, they were doing some podcasts and they wanted me to come in and, and kind of interview me for podcasts. And I was like, that's cool. And didn't really know what we were going to talk about when I showed up. But that was one of the three podcasts that we recorded. And I'm sure Rachel can probably find a link to that somewhere. Um, Well, we talked about something different. I don't know if that podcast is out yet or not. But anyways, but they said, you know, we want to talk about what do you look at when you walk through a house? And he approached it from a very um, mechanical way. You know, he kind of wanted, was expecting me to say, hey, here's a checklist of everything when you walk into a house. And if you go through this checklist, then, you know, you'll know or not or whatever. And uh, so as we were sort of chatting about it before we started recording the, the uh, podcast, you realize that that's not how things work. And I thought, gosh, I really do need to kind of talk about that on the show today. Mm-hmm. So then I started doing my research and it got a little deep. So you're gonna have to help maybe slide over that glass of wine and, uh, back me off a little bit if I get a little too deep and psychological. It's about feeling, right? It's about about feeling the house. Okay. Yes. So, you know, when I bought my house, I don't know if I've ever told this story. I probably have it on air. I don't think on air. So I was not planning on buying a house. I wasn't planning on moving to Bloomington. We saw this house. I knew nothing about real estate. This was years ago. I wasn't even in real estate. I was just down here visiting Eurus. And we saw this house in the newspaper. It was like the featured home. And, oh, they're having an open house. Wow, this house is really gorgeous. You know, we loved everything about the property. And he said, I think I know where it is. Let's go look at it. We were so clueless. It was like two hours after the end of the open house. (laughs) And we pull in the driveway and we're like, oh, I guess there's not really an open house or what we didn't. I don't know what we were stupid. I don't know what we were thinking. Anyways, and I can still to this day see in my rear view mirror, the owner was coming out of the door and she was waving at me like, come on in, come on in. And so we got out and they introduced themselves and they said, yeah, come in take a look at the house and literally took 10 steps into the house and I started crying. Okay. See now right there for those of you that don't know Deb. What? Well, Deb doesn't cry, and you don't allow mm. crying. So the I fact, don't allow crying with Deb. Yeah. So the fact that you were overtaken with right. emotion, it this was, was crazy. The house. It was yes. a feeling, and that's why I got into real estate because it was like so powerful, just that moment, and um, you know, and so that's what my goal is to try and help people feel that moment. But a lot of people don't let themselves just feel that moment. So here's the flip side. And this is a story I know you've heard a million times. And that was that uh, I was showing house to a couple. This was probably, gosh, eight years ago. Uh, and they we looked at a house. Nah, it wasn't the right house. We went to the second house. We were looking at like, I don't know, maybe eight houses that day. And we looked at the second house, not quite the right house, got to the third house. And as soon as they walked through the door, they're like, oh, crap, we forgot our spreadsheets. We haven't been filling them out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And they said, well, we have these spreadsheets. And they ran out to the car and got them. And they each had their own clipboard and pens and spreadsheets. And they had this very complicated ranking system. So it had all these attributes of the house. And then they were supposed to independently rank the house, each amenity that the house had. And then when they got home, they were going to input them into a database that they had created that um, not, I know Rachel's sitting here in absolute disbelief. I swear this is a true story. Uh, And not only was this database going to like correlate all the numbers, but they actually like weighted, like each person weighted what was important to them, right? So somebody may have weighted the kitchen as like a, you know, a 10 importance, whereas somebody else may have rated the you know kitchen to me as like a seven or something. Right. So everything was like weighted and then it was just going to, boom, do the math and figure out the results and tell them what house to buy. But here's what's interesting, because by the third house, they're like, oh, we forgot, we got to catch up on our spreadsheets and all that sort of thing. And by the end of the third house, they kind of just threw the clipboards over their shoulders and they're like, mm, forget that. Because they quickly realized that it really was about your gut. Mm-hmm. Trusting your gut. For the most part, I mean, there's a dose, a healthy dose of, you know, sensibility in there. Um, but that you just know. And so you have to get to the point where you are comfortable with that just knowing feeling. And that you're able to then make that decision. What's really hard in today's market, because it's a seller's market, is that you have to decide really quickly. And that's really hard for a lot of people. Um, I found one article. I was trying to find if there was anybody out there who had created a checklist um, for how you know, you know, to sort of try and make it a little more mechanical. But I'm not even sure. This is from a blog um, that a lady wrote that they were going through the home buying process. So she's not a realtor. She's a buyer. And uh, they, she wrote this right after they looked at their 50th house. Oh my gosh. They're a poor realtor. Um, And so she has decided now after looking at 50 houses and they hadn't found one yet, they haven't written an offer yet, but now she knows how to know. Okay. Except that she doesn't know because she hasn't. She hasn't found the house yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one, but the reason this article caught my eye was that because sign number one was you get the flutters. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, you know, remember when you first fell in love? Every time you saw your beloved, your stomach fluttered. It's the same way with a house. Um, so that certainly, I would totally agree with that. Um, and I also see it in, I always tell people, I see it in your shoulders. When you walk through the front door, your shoulders relax, and I know you're home. I mean, it's crazy, but I'm telling you it's true. It's, it's, and it's those, those are the moments that kind of give me goosebumps and kind of make me go, oh, this is why I do what I do. Um, number two, a sign that it's the right house for you, that you forgive the flaws. And I think this is an interesting one too, because people come in and they say, you know, I absolutely must have A, B, and C. And then they see their dream home and it only has A and B, but they know they're like, yeah, C all of a sudden isn't so important. So like my house, I live in an old farmhouse. It has two full bathrooms, but one's upstairs, one's downstairs. There's no like master suite kind of setup or anything like that. I always thought that's really important to me. I've always had that in homes that I've lived in. And it turns out not so much. Don't care. Um, so you forgive the quote unquote flaws. Um, and this is another big one for me. You feel pride in the home. I'll never forget when I bought my very first home, I was about 25. And I mean, honestly, in retrospect, it was a pre- pretty ugly house. Um, and, uh, you know, really, well, I mean, but it was a good home. 
it was a good home for 10 years, but you know, it had ugly carpet and it was kind of brown. It had these really overgrown trees and, you know, whatever, but it had a lot of space. And so we really liked that about it. And not long after we moved in, there was a group of friends and we all had birthdays in September. And so we had the September birthday party at my house, like a cookout kind of thing. And I remember when one of my friends, Chris Glavish, and he said, wow, you guys did really good. And I was like, I felt so much pride that not that my friends were like jealous, but just that they were like impressed, you know? And I think when I bought my, the home I'm in now, it was kind of that way too, that people were like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, You know, for whatever reason, I just felt pride in my home. You should, you have the most awesome staircase. (laughs) (laughs) My stairs. I just, I love all, Yes. Yeah. Thank you. See, and then that makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I made the right choice. And that doesn't mean your house has to be big or fancy. I mean, my house is certainly not fancy. Um, You know, there are certainly more impressive homes in that sense. It's just what is... I was going to say, it's Jack approved. So when my son was there, he loved it. He loved that you could like walk in a circle and go through a couple, few different rooms and get back to the starting point. Like that was cool to him because that's not my house, you know, (laughs) Love the staircases. Love that bedrooms were upstairs. No. And also that my dog attacked him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then that the house is emblazoned in your memory. And that's another thing I always say to my clients if they're having a hard time making a decision. And we and if you have time to wait, that's the challenge in today's market. But in the good old days, you could sleep on it. And I would say, you know, if you're trying to decide between two houses, just wait in the morning. The first house you think of when you wake up, that's the house. And then I would always joke that this spouse would be like whispering their choice in your ear all night while you were sleeping, <laughs> right? Um, someone on Main Street, Main Street, Main Street. Um, unfortunately, in today's market, you don't always have that luxury. Most of the time, you don't have that luxury of sleeping on it. So that um, is what makes today's show all the more important. Um you know, it, it's interesting because that article that that blogger wrote about looking for the home, there was some comments. I always read the comments when I'm doing research because you get a lot of information. But everybody's like, it's just like when you find your significant other. You just knew. But, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like that. I don't know. Do you remember anything about how you picked the house that you? <laughs> I totally remember. Yeah. And it's not. Not like that? No, it wasn't like that. But, um, yeah. Uh, we were, we had gone to, we were engaged and we had gone to a, a wedding expo mm-hmm. here at our convention center, which had builders and photographers and all this other stuff there. And someone said, Hey, we have an addition out on this particular side of town. You should come out. There's an open house today. And it was Valentine's day. So we were mm-hmm. like, la, la, la. okay, we're in love. And we went out there and she's like, let's show you the model home. Okay. That's cute. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, let's go over here. It was private. I liked that. It was on a cul-de-sac. Let loved it um it didn't have those things i wanted which were a front porch Mm -hmm. and dual sinks i know but we walked in and my husband could definitely see us there Mm -hmm. and then those other things kind of went to the wayside yeah we were like okay yeah so it wasn't like I'm sitting here listening to the show thinking, I can't wait for that day yeah. where we're going to put our house up for sale and we're going to start find the, the dream home. Find the dream but home. But, you know, I mean, sometimes, like, think about when you fall in love, you know, it, sometimes it's the smack in your face mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, suddenly you're in love and whatever. And sometimes it's a, a growing, you know, it, it takes, it, there's different kinds of love. I do these broker opens. And, and you see all these houses. Oh, and you walk in, and I know that what that feeling is. Yeah, I do. I can help you with that. I know. One day, one day we'll get there. 
Got to get all the kids out first. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was doing a lot of research on uh, indecision. And so we're going to talk about that in the next segment. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty decisive person when it comes to buying homes. I'm definitely decisive. I'm typically a one and done, to be honest with you. The the last two times I've bought primary residence, I'm like, yep, that's it. <laughs> And I do it um, and I buy it and I never look at anything else. Um, but I wanted to do some research on how to help people become more decisive. So when we come back from break, we're going to I'm going to read through a little bit of an article that's pretty deep. So you're going to have to stick with me on it. It's a, a, someone who's an existential therapist and I don't even know what that is. And I'm not going to lie. I had to Google some of the words that are in this article. That's so deep. Yeah, I know. So we're going to try and (laughs) see how deep we can go and not lose our minds. So hang in there. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvin Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. 
To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We are talking today about uh, decisions, how you make the decision to buy a house uh, and how you know it's the right one for you. And, and the basic, the, the highlight of the show is trust your gut. And I guess we could just end the show. That's it. That's the only thing you need to know. See, your shows are going to be uh, known for the one-liners. <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah, a few weeks ago it was like, don't be an a-hole. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. this one is the, like, yeah. Yeah. Someone That's actually it. called me about that. And I was talking to them. And they were saying they listened to my show. I'm like, yeah, you're the one about, don't be a, what was it? Don't be a mean buyer. I was like, oh, no, that was don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that one was. But anyway, let's listen. You got the gist of it. All right. So I told you I was going to get into this article a little bit. This person who wrote it, I think it's a guy. I'm going to look up his name and probably give credit where credit is due. Oh, I can't say his name. It's an Irish name. I don't know how to spell it or how to pronounce it. C-I-A-R-A-N. Kieran? O'Connor, maybe? Uh, anyways, okay. He's a, he's a existential therapist. Again, I don't know what that means. But he was saying that major decisions are often referred to as reaching a crossroads in one's life. And he thought that was a poor analogy um, that he thinks it's better to consider decision major decisions as life's roundabouts. Um, merry-go-rounds of approaching exits, panicking, flapping maps, shouting at GPSs, and finally passing them by until the next miserable orbit where you can, like, <laughs> like European vacation. Look, kids, yeah. Big Ben Parliament, they just I keep going, going around because nobody can make a decision, right? So I like that. Most of us will at some point find ourselves on the roundabout of indecision. We've all been there. And so he has come up with the following unnerving thoughts about indecision, which may help battle your own indecision. So first one is that indecision is an illusion. Indecision applies that we are unable to decide. Now he pulls in Jean-Paul Sartre, who decreed that uh, man is condemned to be free. And what he means is that you are you have this freedom to make choices and that even indecision is a choice to not decide. Even when you're not making a decision, you are deciding not to decide, which makes me think of my first real estate broker that I ever worked for, uh, who was probably one of the most sexist people I've ever met in my life, but whatever. Um, and he said, men don't buy like buy level homes because men don't like to make decisions. And when you walk in the front door of a buy level home, you have to immediately make a decision to go up or go down. Uh, as if you enter the front door, right. but how many men, I'm, listen to me, are going to enter through the front door? Right, they probably go through the basement, the lower yeah, level, right? In the but garage. anyways, the point of that was that we all kind of, you know, have these decisions yes. that, that you, know, you don't want to make, but you have to. Um, and then decisions don't save us from decisions. So when we are making a tough decision, we often think, I hope I don't look back and regret this. This very thought is an attempt to deny our freedom from ourselves. This is deep, right? freedom from ourselves as if should events turn out poorly our future self uh i lost my spot our future self couldn't subsequently make further decisions to improve the situation so what this is saying is that one and done i know i'm sitting here thinking as, you're like yes this, that's me yes no, that's me. it's not me but when i'm indecisive you then you get all these other emotions and you have anxiety and right. then like guilt i mean it's right. like ridiculous so i should just say Right. So he says it's often more comforting for us to think that if we could just get this one single decision right, we won't have to make any more decisions. Unfortunately, that's not true. So the good side is 
that even if you make maybe not quite the right decision, you can continue to make decisions in your life to improve them. So if you didn't pick the right house, perhaps there are things you can do, decisions you can make going forward that could turn that house into the right house. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's what they're saying. Um, and so your decisions kind of are what you make of them. And then another analogy he used, which I like, don't get squished like grape. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Do you know that? Yeah. Perhaps my favorite quote he says on decision making comes from the karate kids, Mr. Miyagi. Walk on road. Uh, hmm. Walk left side safe. Walk right side safe. Walk middle. Sooner or later, you get squished just like grape. Uh, so his point was that if you are going to make a decision, you need to make it 100%. Um, an attractive prospect, sometimes one we're unaware of, is to take action but only half-heartedly. You might decide to take a plunge and start a new business venture, but while away precious and potentially profitable hours looking for other work just in case it doesn't work out. Well, and this goes true right now with the low inventory. As you said, as you're walking out of that home, like unfortunately, you have to decide pretty much on the spot if you're going to make an offer on that house or not. Right, exactly. And you're definitely going to regret inaction more than action at the end of the day. Um, So he talks about that quite a bit too. So, you know, I will post this article up if you want to be really deep and, you know, we can all have a glass of wine and have a conversation about it on Skype or whatever um, because I think it's got some good information. But then I went to another guy who's actually kind of funny. Um, His name's Stephen Guys, and he's got some books out and he has an article called Mind Shift that's helping you shift your mind to become more decisive. He has this concept of... um, deductive versus inductive decisions that you have to make. Um, And I'm going to kind of read a little bit of it, but not a ton. And I have to say, I don't agree with his vocabulary. This is where I was doing some Googling and I was like, I don't agree with his use of word, but whatever. He says decisions are made two ways, deductively or inductively. Um, Deductive means that you're using logic and reasoning. I get that. And so he says deductive decisions are easier because to to deduce something is to start with a known quantity and work down to a solution. Okay. So think about choosing the shoes you're going to wear to work. You kind of have a finite number of choices to make and you sort of work down logically and think through what am I wearing, what matches, what am I doing today, what's comfortable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until you get down to the pair of shoes. He says inductive is the word that he uses that I don't agree with necessarily, but I get that he's trying to say opposite from deductive basically. Inductive decisions are decidedly less comfortable to make because of the increased uncertainty. Because while deductive decisions are made with limited options, inductive decisions are made from a virtually unlimited number of options. This is why it takes you longer to buy a pair of shoes than to pick a pair out from your closet for most people. Because you have sort of limitless Sure. options. And so it's sort of similar with buying a home. That's one of the reasons why some of us you know, can really struggle with making that decision because you feel like you potentially have limitless options because what might come on the market tomorrow? I don't know. So the point is to a recognize that, um, that unless you need a place to live, and we're going to talk about that kind of need a place to live, it can make, um, the the decision process a little bit more difficult. So 
this is what he says sort of happens to your mindset and the indecisive mind that uh, you see a decision, these inductive decisions that have sort of limitless possibilities. You see them as impossible to make with perfect accuracy because of all those unknown variables. And so if you can't, so you can't be correct, you know, how do you know you're going to be perfect? And a lot of us, we like to be perfect. My blood type is A+. Plus. plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, okay. I was saying that about me. Yeah. Mine's like A plus plus. Is it? Plus. There you plus. go. Mm-hmm. So you see a decision is impossible to make with perfect accuracy, and then you perceive decisions as inherently risky because you can't be guaranteed that you're going to be make the right decision, that, that it's going to be the perfect decision, and therefore it's best to not risk making the wrong choice. And I think in general that that's a pretty good summary of how um, people become indecisive. And so then he goes on to talk about, uh, and again, we'll post this up on Facebook as well, but he goes on to talk about um, how you can sort of recalibrate your mind uh, to um, challenge yourself in those kinds of situations. He says to truly live is to be decisive. That's what he says. Okay. He's a little deep. But um, he says, you know, first of all, being decisive needs to become a value, something that you value. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that kind of, oh, I just have such a hard time deciding. And they laugh about it. And it's not something that they place a lot of value in. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, I haven't read this article, but I will. I'm just wondering if he's approaching this as if this is a a couple, Uh like two people going in on this purchase Uh or, you know, trying to make a decision and coming to some type of compromise and Uh as well as being decisive about something. And that definitely, I should have him on as a guest because I think it could be a really interesting discussion. I think he's speaking more globally about just, you know, decisions in general. general. Um, But, you know, he does mention home buying a few times and I can see these at play. One of the things he mentioned was forcing the change. He says it sounds kind of barbaric, but sometimes this works for people who really overthink and really, you know, so what does that mean, forcing the change? Well, you kind of put yourself in a situation where you have to make a decision. And so that would be something like you don't renew your lease. (laughs) <laughs> and so you're going to have to make a decision here pretty quickly. But you can do it on a smaller scale as well. We talked about this last week when we were talking about the show. Set set yourself like a time limit and say, okay, I'm going to go into this restaurant and I'm going to give myself 20 seconds to look at the menu and then I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to close my menu and I'm just going to go with it. Right. And if you start to do some small things like that, then it can start to make you feel more comfortable. And I think sometimes feel like, oh, that didn't kill me. Maybe it wasn't really, at the end of the day, what I wanted. But that's all right. You know, I'm okay, and we're still moving forward, and I'm still breathing, and this world, you know, the earth's still spinning and all that stuff. So forcing the situation. Um, oh, he was giving an example of, like, buying two tickets to an event without having someone to go with yet. I totally did that. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, Debbie, you want a ticket? And I was like, no, I bought my own. <laughs> you bought six. <laughs> I bought six tickets. I did the same thing. I guess I bought six tickets because this big event was coming to town, and they were. I knew they were going to go really fast. So the second they came on the market, I just grabbed six because I just thought, well, somebody will need some tickets. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, and then we ended up not using two of them. But um, – so those, I think, are some really, really good strategies, um, you know, and again, I just want to leave you with the when you have to make a choice, you know, and you don't make it, that in and of itself is a choice. So there's some deep thinking. Um, for the last segment, we're going to actually talk about uh, Deb's 10 commandments for picking your new home, but I'm sure we'll only get to about three of them. So there you go. <laughs> so stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Welcome back to the last segment of the show, which is known as the one where I talk really fast and never get to everything I want to cover. So I'm going to start by being completely off topic. Have you ever seen the movie History of the World Part 1? Uh, no, it's okay. I, I have not. I probably haven't seen it in like the full entirety, like Hot Tub Time Machine. But there is a scene in it that I saw as a child, and it's emblazoned in my head forever. So it's a Mel Brooks movie, like Blazing Saddles or whatever. It's okay, supposed yes. to be funny, uh, which it is. And he comes out as I'm going to get it wrong. Sorry, like Moses with the he's got fifteen. He's got three tablets. And it's God has given him the commandments that he's going to present to the world. Okay. So he says, I bring you, he's got three tablets. He says, I bring you 15 commandments, 15, 15. And then he drops one, (laughs) like trips on a rock and he drops one. And he's like, 10, 10 commandments. (laughs) And so it's 10 commandments now, right? So that's what we're going to do for this show. It's Deb's 10 commandments. And I'm probably going to trip on a rock and drop one. And so we may end up with about five by the time the show's over. All right, number one commandment for picking your new home. Don't let others influence your decision. The most tormented buyers are the ones who bring a gang of people along to look at homes. Um, and I had this conversation with a lady last week, but, you know, these people that are your brain are very, very well-meaning, family members, friends, whatever. You know, A, you're buying a home. This isn't really like entertainment. So I always get worried when people start to bring a posse of friends along. It's like, wait, are we entertaining ourselves? Because that's not what I'm here for. You know, we're here for a purpose. Um, 
but the people that you're bringing along with you, they don't have to live with the decision. It's not going to be their house. And guess what? They're different than you and they have different needs and they have different wants. So they might walk into a house and start to be like, oh, I don't like that. And it may not bother you. But now all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe it should bother me. I don't know because it bothers this person. So should it bother me? And it really clouds your judgment um, and makes things, it, it makes you lose your voice amongst all the other voices. And I'm going to, this is uh, to paraphrase something that Karen will say. If you aren't capable of making the decision on your own, then it's probably not time for you to buy a home. <laughs> Karen likes to tell people to not buy homes. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> no, I don't. But if, if it's like, if you're, you know, if your credit score is going to be off by one point and you can't get it raised, then it's probably not time to buy a home. It's kind of the same thing with mm-hmm. if you can't make the decision on your own. Um, number two, have an idea of your long-term plan and your vision. Now, this is certainly something that can change. I'm not saying that it's set in stone, but... Uh, you know, I know I get hung up on making decisions or moving forward because I think, well, maybe my goal will change. Um, but it's okay. You still need a destination. It's like a roadmap. And you can't ask Siri to just take you there because you have to define where there is. And so sometimes the desti- destination changes along the way, and that's fine. But going into the home buying process and knowing, you know, is this a five-year home, a 10-year home? Do you have kids? Are you going to have kids? Um, are you going to have knee surgery? I have some clients right now and they keep looking at two-story homes and I just think, I don't think in about seven years you're going to want a one-story home. Mm-hmm. And I told them last night jokingly because I adore these people. And I said, I'm not doing this again with you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing this again in seven years. So, um, you know, is it a seasonal home? Do you want to have goats? Do you want to have chickens? You know, wh- what are your goals and what does that vision look like? And if you can define that vision, it's going to make the decision-making process a lot easier. Now, granted, if you are coming to town because, like, you have a new job and you just need a roof over your head, that's your vision. <laughs> And that's okay. And that's mm-hmm. going to help define you're going to have a different, um, you know, a, a different way of, of, of going about things. But it's like we've talked about before, that law of attraction. So visualize it and write it down and start to kind of live like it's your truth and it will happen. Um, number three, we've talked about before, especially in a seller's market, think outside the box um, or you're going to be incredibly patient. So, you know, if you want, have a certain price range and, you know, you require three full bathrooms and in that price range, that's really hard to come by. You're going to either need to think outside the box about how to make it work for you or you're going to have to be really patient and wait a really, really long time. Your realtor really should be your spirit guide and help you through this. They should ask you, I know Karen's laughing at me, they should ask you probing questions to get you thinking. I really feel like part of my job is to help you think through it and help you step outside that box and think about and so sometimes I feel like maybe my clients feel like I'm pressuring them to like not care so much about having, like I had a client, she needed two living room spaces. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's start to have a conversation. Why? You know, and I started to have that conversation with her. Why? And then it turned out, well, she has overnight guests fairly often. And when she gets up in the morning and has a cup of coffee, sometimes she just wants a quiet place to sit and she doesn't quite, isn't quite ready yet to interact with her, you know, guests or whatever. And so that's why she felt like having two, two living spaces. But then we talked about, well, what if there was an extra bedroom or what if there, your master bedroom was really large and you could fit a chair and a couch or whatever, you know what I'm saying? We started to think outside the box and she was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, so that's part of, I think a good realtor's role is sort of talking you through that and helping you. And it's not me trying to say, uh, you should change your vision. I'm not trying to change your vision. I'm just trying to change, you know, kind of the steps to get there. Um, 
I say uh, challenge yourself to keep your non-negotiable list down to more than a few items. I see this all the time, realtors, when we can't find a house for someone, we often send an email out to all the other realtors in our area. We say we have a buyer's need. And usually they're cutting and pasting that from a client email. (laughs) And there's this list of like, you know, I mean, a fireplace is not negotiable. Really? Really? I mean, it's a nice to have. Would I not buy a house over a fireplace? Probably not. Um, you know, schools may be non-negotiable, distance from work may be non-negotiable, a backyard for your Siberian Husky might be non-negotiable, but don't discount something because it doesn't necessarily meet your initial vision, kind of try to live with it a little bit. Um, know the market well enough before you start to know that you've got a good deal, because that's the other thing I see. I don't know, is this... I don't know if this is like a really good deal or not. So if you Just can trust your realtor, well, trust your realtor for sure. But you know, I want people to feel confident with the answer themselves. So um, know the market well enough. Do that research. Um, uh, I think the markets that are not ready to make a decision, the buyers who are not ready to make a decision are because they don't know the market well enough. Um, trust your gut and trust your shoulders. We talked about that too. Um, and you know, I would say don't obsess over resale necessarily. I think a lot of people are uh, always say resale is important. You know, you want to hold your resale value, but I think it depends on what your vision is. You know, we have a lot of grad students here at Cornell University town, and they're probably going to be here for a few years. In that case, you kind of want to be concerned about resale, but you know, certainly you don't. If you wait for like this incredible deal to come along so that you can resell it at some point and make a ton of money, you're going to be waiting a really long time. Uh, we're a stable market. And time and maintenance usually takes care of the resale issue. Um, and if you're going to be somewhere for a year, just rent. Because, I mean, there's really no market out there that I think you're going to get your money back um, uh, on resale if you're just there for a year. Um, and don't ignore condition because you're blinded by some cosmetic beauty. Um, so you want to kind of balance all of that because I've definitely seen that with homes, you know, buyers and they're like, the floors are super slopey and you know there's something very obviously huge going on like but we love it and then it just ends up being kind of a heartbreaking situation so those are i don't know how many that was i only had nine anyways to begin with but oh here's a good one too i always tell people and they kind of look at me like i'm crazy but then i think they get it um i always recommend to people take the sick day test imagine yourself home uh, from work sick we all get sick days in real estate, but, you know, imagine you're homesick and you're comfy jammies and you're lying on the couch watching Ellen. Is this the home you'd feel comfortable in? Um, someone else said in another article when I was doing research, they said, do you feel comfortable walking into the bathroom? Hmm. Which I thought was really interesting. I had some clients once who had to go to the bathroom in every house. I remember you've talked about that. I've talked in depth and well, I'm not going to talk about that. Or they had to flush the depth. toilets or do something. No, they had to go into the bathroom and use it. <laughs> and, you know, because they needed to feel comfortable enough to, and it was really embarrassing. And I was always like worried, like, they're going to come home and it's going to smell. And, oh, I'm telling you. So you the, need a whole show on. No, I don't want to really live that. <laughs> but seriously, it happened. Every It took me a while to figure out what was going on, but it was literally every house. But can I use the bathroom? And then they'd be in there for a really long time, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is so uncomfortable. And then they, you know. But they needed to feel comfortable. 
Um, I don't know. That's not going to make me feel comfortable because that's not even my house. I know. And I have to end the show now and I don't really want to end on that note. Okay. End on a high note. End on a high note. So remember, it's April 25th. (laughs) It's not too hot. It's (laughs) It's not not too too cold. cold. You need a light jacket. Perfect for a light jacket. So we'll end on that note. Go out. If you're you're the indecisive type, go ahead and go over to my Facebook and look at some of these articles um, that give some really good advice on practicing making decisions because in today's seller's market, you have got to make those decisions quickly. I have faith in you. I believe in you. I am your Realtor Spirit Guide, Dem Tomorrow, on Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.